twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today, we'll compare some popular small and lightweight radios commonly used by service industries. We'll tell you where and how these radios are used, list the typical feature requirements of this product type, and compare some key features and specifications of each make and model. We'll also review the Kenwood Pro Talk TK3230DX business two-way radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Business two-way radios come in many different shapes and sizes, and with good reason. Every business and organization is different. Each has its own needs and requirements specific to their operations. This is especially true within service-related industries. For most companies in this category, larger, heavier radios aren't a good fit for their operations. They need something smaller, lighter, and easier to use, yet with a long life and high durability in a customer-centric environment. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we're talking about small, lightweight business radios here. And this is one of our most popular um, classes, I would say, of radio. Um, businesses love these. And they're, they're perfect for short-range type communication scenarios like you'd see in some of those industries you just mentioned, like you know, restaurants, retail, hospitality, medical dental offices, small warehouses, um, they're just perfect radios for that because they're so small and light. Uh, you know, you barely even know you're, you're carrying these things. But um, with what's typically one to two watts of power, they still have enough range to give you the coverage that you need in those types of environments. So you just mentioned a lot of the industries where they're typically used, and, and you're saying restaurants, retail locations, um, schools. Any other um, industries that fall into that category? Uh, you know, I hate to pin it on certain specific industries. It's more like think about your use of the radio and you know how you're planning on using the product for whether or not this is the right radio for you. Think about what it'll do. The radios that we're talking about, they're very small, lightweight, compact, portable, but their power is typically lower than what you see. They're one to two watts of power. So I would say if you're in a, a building of 100,000 square feet or less, you may want to consider one of these radios. Some other factors are that the number of channels are usually lower than what you get on uh, some of the higher powered and heavier radios. Usually with the Motorola Kenwood product, you're looking at one to six channels. These radios have a fixed antenna, which can be good or bad. Um, The broken antenna is um, probably one of the most common problems that we have with this radio that that customers have, because even though the antenna is shorter than typical, it can break, and if it breaks, it's not easily replaced. 
Um, and there's a reason for that small attached antenna with the lower antenna height, and that's because in a lot of these environments, they need something that's not really going to protrude as far. Exactly. I mean, the antennas we're talking about are, are shorter than what you would typically consider a stubby antenna on a higher powered radio, uh, generally. And, you know, we are generalizing probably uh, a category that includes maybe um, 10 radios, mm-hmm. roughly. But if you're a business and, and you know, 100,000 square feet or less, you don't need a lot of power, you don't see the need of a, a repeater in your future, you, you know, this, the size of your coverage is going to stay where it's at now, then definitely consider this class of radio. And these uh, usually also have a larger push-to-talk button, I think. Uh, a lot of them do. The Motorola CLS series and CLP series in particular, that, that radio, what Motorola's done is such a small radio, most of the front of the radio is the push-to-talk button. Mm-hmm. You know, typically, you see the PTT on the side, but um, you know, with Motorola CLS and CLPs being so small, they put it right on the front, which actually works out. It's... It, um, probably kind of an adjustment at first if you're used to using other radios, but people seem to really like it. And that's really by design because in a lot of these, say, restaurant environments or retail environments, uh, they really need something that's easy to use, just just something that something where the employee can find the push-to-talk button easily. That's right. And uh, also, if you're using them with headsets, mm-hmm. it may be easier just to reach down and press the entire front of the radio versus pressing a, a push-to-talk button on a microphone that's in line with your earpiece. And a lot of these have really small speakers in them. Sometimes they have no speakers at all, mm-hmm. uh, primarily because most of the employees are going to be using headsets. That's right. Um, something Motorola started with the CLP series is the complete removal of the speaker on the radios. Um, and it was a good idea because there's so many industries, restaurants, for example, that only use the radios with headsets. So if you remove the speaker, you can make the radio considerably smaller and lighter. Which gives that CLP series a definite advantage over some of the others because of the lightweight. And it doesn't really seem to affect the durability of the radio that much. No, in fact, I think it makes them more durable because it's less weight. Like if you drop the radio, it's, um, I believe these radios, the CLP series is only around two ounces. Yeah, it's very, very light. They have an accessory for the CLP series. It's a magnet. You can yeah. actually place the, a magnet on the inside of your clothes, and then um, the, the radio will attach to the other side of it. So a, a small magnet can hold this radio now instead these, of a lapel clip. Now, these radios generally have just basic features, nothing really, really fancy that, like you're going to find on a lot of the higher-end uh, radios or some of the digital radios. And... Um, they're usually pre-programmed, right, Anthony? These things Correct. usually are all set up to go. They just turn them on and choose a channel at a preset frequency, and they're good to go. Correct. They're, they're, a lot of the manufacturers follow suit even, programming them the same way. You know, a, a CLS-1410 will talk to a, a TK-3230 or a PKT-23 out of the box, um, and they are user-programmable, so they're loaded with other frequencies usually you know 88 or 100 or whatever it is and you can change them on the fly no no uh, cable and software is needed like the traditional bigger radios yeah and, and i take it that reason for that is primarily to keep things as simple as possible for the users correct yeah they don't um 
I think they make these things without all the bells and whistles to to keep you know employees get bored. They like to press buttons, and yeah. all of a sudden the radio scanning, and they're not picking up conversations or. They're in super lock and they're not picking up, you know, a conversation at all. And, and, um, you know, the less bells and whistles, the better. You have a lot of personal history with super lock. Yeah. Um, so these are usually pre-programmed hands-free Vox, obviously, because in these environments they're using the headsets and sometimes even Bluetooth accessories. Yeah, the, the CLP series includes a Bluetooth uh, radio. Uh, the, the CLP 1060 has Bluetooth built in, and there are Bluetooth headsets available for it, which is actually very convenient, um, but it can be a little troublesome to get synced properly sometimes. But mm-hmm. uh, if you get it working right, you'll love it. Now, the interesting thing about these radios is that most all of them um, use UHF business frequencies rather than VHF. Um, what would be your reasoning behind that? Uh, I think everything has kind of moved towards UHF, um, uh-huh. you know, over the last 10 or 15 years with business radios. Uh, when you look at Motorola's RDX and RM series lineup, they've even kind of removed some of the VHF models versus what they had in the past. You used to have a UHF and a VHF. It was just one-to-one throughout the line. Now I believe it, it may be like... Um, five to three or something like that that, towards uhf everything seems to be going that way um uhf frequencies are typically better indoors anyway Mm -hmm. Um, vhf may be a little better outside but um even there there's not you're not going to see too big of a difference so that's another area where these small and lightweight radios are generally used typically indoors rather than outdoors right i mean can you think of any uh outdoor functions for most oh, of these uh, sure um like uh, photography a lot of times um if you have an assistant these these radios are perfect for that use and uh, mm-hmm. that'll be used outside a lot um like uh, wedding planning or if you're, you're running a wedding or even any kind of event planning mm-hmm. we see outdoor events and um employees using these types of radios is very common um catering uh, you see that type of of uh, business outdoors and uh, using radios you guys think this works pretty well for traffic control you know like outside of school or outside say a church parking lot or something like that yeah in an open area like that i mean typically you know a school pickup line it's not going to be it's going to be line of sight most of the time may have difficulty getting inside the school depending you know elementaries or yeah generally i would recommend a more powerful yeah. radio probably for a school yeah. because they're you know generally cement blocks see a lot of and, elementary schools that buy these one and two watt radios because they're typically smaller you know less classrooms when you start getting to the middle schools and high school levels they generally need you know four and five watt yeah, UHF radios, radios. And I think it will work great for traffic management, like you pointed out. But for a school, I might say go up to a, at least a two-watt radio, mm-hmm. and you can use it for other purposes, and you know you're not going to have any dead spots inside the building. Yeah. That's so, me. yeah, I would see some good uses for parking detail on these. Sure. Let's do a little comparison of some small and lightweight business radios um, that we have. Let's do it. Okay. Um, to start with, we've got Motorola, the leader in uh, these small, lightweight radios, for sure, mm-hmm. right? 
They have quite uh, a few models to choose from. Motorola has, let's see, seven models I'm counting. They have the, the CLS series, which is the mm-hmm. 1110 and the 1410. This is sort of like their flagship in, in this mm-hmm. category. They're they are by, by far the most popular radios in this category. I see them in a lot of retail places, big box stores. Right, right. You, you'll you see them everywhere. If you look at restaurants, I mm-hmm. uh, love these radios. Mm-hmm. Um and they're pretty basic, to be honest, the CLS series. They're, they're small, lightweight. They get the job done. They do – for what they do, <laughs> they're great. Um, the CLP series um, is a little more recent, uh, introduced within the last two or three years. Uh, like I mentioned earlier with the CLP series, they've removed the speaker, so the radios are you know, half the weight of what the CLS series are. Um, it range is slightly more improved over the CLS series. Even though they have uh, one watt of power, Motorola says you'll get more range with the CLP series because of the way the antenna is, is uh, there. And they have and, a long battery life. Um, they do, 12-hour uh, battery life, but which is the same as the CLS series. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for a lighter radio, it's that's impressive. Oh. The, the CLP series also has um, sort of a nicer setup. They, they use, instead of channel numbers, they use different colors for the channels. And the circle around the Motorola logo lights up for the color channel you're on. Like instead of channel one, you'll have channel green or channel red. And you can look across a room and make sure and easily see what channel everyone's on. If you That's handy. if you're not hearing from someone, you could, you know at a glance you can say, oh wait, you're on the wrong channel. Unless you're colorblind, <laughs> then you've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the DLR series is uh, the m- most recent series of small and lightweight radios for Motorola, and uh, the DLR series is about the same size as the CLS series. They do have the speaker built in, unlike the CLPs, um, but the big difference there is they're digital and. Um, they used 900 megahertz frequency hopping technology. So um, it's not digital the way you would think of most business two-way radios, like DMR or NXDN. Yeah, it's not going to be compatible with those. Right. It's, it's a proprietary type of Motorola digital. But uh, they operate very well. They've got some advanced functionality, like one-to-one calling. Um, there is some advanced programming you can do with software that's available for free um, through the Motorola website. And it gives you a little bit more security in the sense that, um, you know, you really have to match that algorithm exactly to be able to pick up those um, those channels. And that that's proprietary to Motorola, so chances are you're going to be on a pretty secure channel yeah, when you're it, on these. It would be very, very difficult to eavesdrop on these radios mm-hmm. um, so they're, they're probably the most secure radios that we sell outside of some very very high-end you know DMR or NXDN digital models so for the price they're very very good and if you're okay with uh, them being proprietary technology you know always buying a, a Motorola um, radio in the future um, then it's certainly a radio to consider mm-hmm. and another advantage to them is that they are license free that, so that's true. You because they to, use the 900 yeah. megahertz frequencies, a license isn't required. We've done an entire episode on this before. If you're interested, mm-hmm. um, definitely check that out. Um, another big advantage is the 900 megahertz frequencies um, give you better range than UHF. 
because the the wavelength is smaller, is able to penetrate better. So those are the Motorola's, and then we have Kenwood. Kenwood has their ProTalk radios, and in particular, they have a couple models that that stand out. The TK3230, uh, and that was one that was just recently retired and replaced with the TK3230DX, which um, we're going to be reviewing here shortly. But um, that is another small radio that's used by a number of, what, dental offices, doctor's it's offices? It's probably the number one radio for medical and dental offices, from what I see, sales-wise for us. I would say the Kenwood 3230 is Motorola's biggest competition to the CLS series. This is yeah. a, one of our most popular radios. It's really, really fantastic. We never get these radios back and as a return. They just seem to last forever and perform great. Um, you know, with a battery life of up to 18 hours, that, that says a lot. That's probably one of the big draws for this radio. Yeah, they've sort of picked a few areas and topped Motorola's CLS series in those areas. It's a six-channel radio, whereas the CLS series tops out at four channels. It's one and a half watts instead of one watt for all the Motorola small lightweight radios we've talked about. Another difference here between the Motorola's and the Kenwood's is that Motorola generally assigns a one-year warranty to their radios. Kenwood puts a two-year warranty on theirs. Right, right. It's double the warranty. And Kenwood is also known for superior audio quality. Mm -hmm. Now, um, generally, you're going to get... you're not going to get the speaker output on these small radios that you would get from a a higher-end radio. But the audio clarity is is pretty good on this um, 3230. Now, there's another model, and this one is fairly recent. This is the PKT-23, and this is a really tiny radio. That's right. This is sort of Kenwood's answer to the CLP series, except um, it does have a speaker. Mm-hmm. So uh, while it's an incredibly tiny radio that uh, is, let's see, 3.9 ounces, uh, very, very light, but um, they've left the speaker in there. They've done some reconfiguring, like they had to make the accessory port smaller so it uses a different class of accessories than other Kenwood models, but it's, it's gotten quite popular as well. You see a lot of restaurants using this radio now. Yeah. Now, these are not the only two players. These are the biggest players, pretty much, but there are other radios out on the market that also compete in this space. Uh, Hytera has yeah. their on-site business radio line, I'd say we've covered 98% of uh, the radio sales with those Motorola Kenwood brands, but uh, definitely we need to mention the Hytera TC310. Yeah, that's another very, very small, very light radio, uh, 16 channels, 1 watt, 90 user-selectable frequencies, uh, and it also has a long battery life, about 14 hours, or up to 14 hours. Definitely. The the TC310, Hytera came out with their on-site business radio line a couple of years ago. They're still working to gain some traction. But if you're looking at a, a spec sheet and you compare what the TC310 will do to, like, the Motorola series or the Kenwood series, the, the Hytera um, has better specs in a lot of areas. And uh, the price is lower than both Kenwood and Motorola. So it's something to consider, especially if um, you know, you're looking for a good value. And we can't forget Vertex here, uh, Vertex Standard. They just recently came out with the Everge EVX S24. 
Yeah, I think if you're looking for the best quality radio, it's uh, small and lightweight. You've got to look at this Everage EVXS24. It's uh, brand new. Uh, it's a three watt radio, fully digital DMR, digital. Which makes this the most powerful radio in this league here. Um, it does, and really, I would say the EVXS24 is going to compete more with. Uh, the higher-end radios, but it's so small and light mm-hmm. that, I mean, we had to put it in this category. So if, if you're looking for the absolute best audio quality and probably best feature-wise radio in this class, um, you've got to look at the EVXS24. Now, it's, it's more expensive than the others. Yeah, I think you're looking at somewhere around $260 a radio for the EVXS24, but... Um, Having that the standard DMR digital that's not proprietary, and uh, the size uh, 7.6 ounces, 16 channels, great radio, three-year warranty. Capable of a lot more too compared to the traditional CLSs and Kenwood models. I mean, it can do one-to-one calling. It can do mm-hmm. it's repeater capable. Promotes both analog and digital, you mm-hmm. know, dual mode. So it's a uh, the band is completely waterproof. Yeah, that's a nice draw. I forgot to mention yeah. that it's completely yeah. waterproof. So that's a that's why the big jump in price. I mean, it's going to be. Um, I think that's a perfect radio for the schools. You know, it, it's some restaurants and dental offices may not be able to justify the 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 extra money compared to the thirty two thirties and CLS series radios, but um, schools that this would be a perfect radio for. I think if you're considering a Motorola CLS, CLP series radio or a Kenwood 3230DX and you're really torn, you want the small lightweight radio, but you feel like maybe you need the features of uh, some higher end radios that are larger, the S24 is probably the radio Mm -hmm. to consider in that case. And it comes in two colors, a black and a school bus yellow, Mm -hmm. which is good for schools. Now, to be fair, I should mention that uh, and we forgot to mention this earlier, that the CLP radios are also repeater capable. These these are the only two uh, radios oh, that are, right. you mm-hmm. know, repeater capable. So, you know, if you need a repeater capable radio in a small space, that either one of those would, would uh, be good to go with. And, of course, we can't forget ICOM. ICOM has a radio out. This is also a small radio that they're really marketing to the same... They're selling to the same market. That's right. And this would be the IP100H. The IP100H isn't, um, it's um, not really a radio in the, you know, the sense of the word we normally use radio. The IP100H connects to your Mm Wi-Fi and uh, you buy a controller box that you put on your network and... um, all of your IP100Hs talk to each other over your IP network. So uh, your business and you've got an IT guy that's going to be in charge of your radios and, uh, you know, he knows everything about computer networks, but maybe not radios. That is definitely a radio to consider because your range would no longer be limited by your radio. Your range is limited by your Wi-Fi coverage or your IP network, and it, it makes it easier to, you know, super easy to connect multiple sites, um, that type of thing. And the reason we're mentioning it here is because it's incredibly small, yeah. incredibly lightweight, 20 hours of battery life, 
It is, uh, let's see, seven and a quarter ounces. Which is very light. <laughs> very light. And it's also license-free um, because it's operating uh, on the Wi-Fi you know, it's operating on your Wi-Fi. It's an IP radio, pretty much. Um, this also has a two-year warranty. But the uh, IP100H is also the priciest of any of these radios. It's it's not cheap. It is not cheap. Uh, ICOM won't let us uh, advertise a price less than, um, what, five, $500, $500 per radio. We, it's definitely, you know, not going to be as low as the EVX S24 from Vertex Standard or um, any of the other radios that we've talked about. But that's one of those radios, too. Again, it's it's the setup. You know, the controller's up there in price as well. Yeah, that's $1,500 or something like that. It's, but the that radio is capable, again, of so much. If you need to link a warehouse in San Francisco to a warehouse in New York City, you can do it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really unfair of us to compare the IP100H to a Motorola CLS1110 yeah. because there, there's just yeah. no comparison. It's really it, in a class by itself. It really is. And the, the only reason we yeah. mention it in this episode is because it's you know fits so well. It's so small, so tiny, so lightweight. And um, you know someone that's, that's really into IP networks and wants their radios to be integrated with their network system and, and needs the ability to extend their coverage or um, have advanced digital features and you know, link multiple facilities, that type of thing, this radio can do it. This radio can do anything. Well, we have uh, a number of manufacturers that compete in, in this space uh, for the small and lightweight business radio market. And uh, I'm pretty sure that no matter what your needs are, whether it's restaurant, retail, dental offices, whatever, uh, you're probably going to find something that's going to fit your your business needs. Any other comments or uh, anything else on these uh, small business radios? I think we covered it. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Kenwood ProTalk TK3230DX business two-way radio. Is it just a remake of an original, or is it something better? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for Two-Way Radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buy2wayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review a new Pro Talk Business Two-Way Radio from Kenwood, the TK3230DX. 
we got word about this radio a couple months ago, hints of it anyway, and, and the 3230, TK3230, was by far one of our more popular radios out of these small business, you know, lightweight radios that we that we sell here. And um, our first thought when we heard the 3230DX was digital. That was our first thought was digital, but... It's the D that's in the, that's right. the product number. You know, and then I throw the X in there and I think it transmits, so I'm thinking digital transmit and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case. It's, um... I, Which, you know, I'm kind of relieved about because I was, I, I was also really nervous when I heard that TK3230 was going to be discontinued. Yeah, it was kind of a heartbreaker. I mean, because it's... Radio's been around for so long and it's so popular. Yeah, people love the... That, that radio. It's been one of our best-selling radios for years and years and years and years. So when you hear it's going away and it's going to be replaced with something else, I think, uh-oh, what's going to get screwed up here? You know, what's going to well, change? And You know, it, especially since we've been talking so much about the, the move or the migration to digital that we know is inevitable at some point, and you're thinking, okay, is this going to be the next phase of of, of phasing out analog and now in the small business space oh please not not that not yet <laughs> well don't force it on people you know if, if you've got a hundred tk 3230s in your your uh office you know you need to be able to get more units and you know you want to upgrade a digital at your own pace that's right yeah so i kind of looking back i, I like the direction kidwood went with this there's there's not a big change here. Then it's really not. I mean, it's looking at the radio. I think the average user is not going to see a difference uh, looking at it. Us that deals with radios every day. I mean, it, it, we were able to see um, they, they kind of you know, same build, but they they one thing I like that they did with this radio is is they changed the buttons as far mm-hmm. as they made them a little bit bigger, a little bit easier to press. Because we know with these radios, sometimes, you know, to put it in programming mode, you've got to hold down three buttons and power the radio on at the same time. And um, it was a little bit more difficult um, on the older 3230s, but the, they've changed the buttons, um, which, you know, I appreciate. It's it's a lot more handsome of a radio. It's it's it's. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to grip and hold because when I was doing the, the video for the 3230DX, which, by the way, we have a video out there you can, so you can see um all of the the basic features of the radio um i was holding the 3230 and the dx one in each hand and um it seemed like it 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 felt just a little bit more comfortable now maybe that's just me maybe it's just psychological but it felt a little bit better Mm -hmm. i think i don't know what you thought about that anthony yeah i mean it 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 feels uh, it does i could tell a little bit of a difference the way it feels um but it's other than that, it's not really changed much. Um, yeah, let's be serious here. This it, is a this is a thirty two thirty, right? I mean, this it, it's a thirty two thirty with that went to nip tuck and got a little bit of a facelift. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, you know, it's it, tired with the old look. Let's let's spruce it up a little bit, which we see 
you know, Vertex kind of did the same thing on their VX261s. It's basically a 231, but they, they made it a little bit more sexier and handsome and, and, and you know, to get with the times. But So um, if you've been using a 3230 for years, you're not going to be mad that the 3230DX is your only option now. Is that would yeah, you say I that's true? I, I say that's, that's 100% true. Well, uh, it's not just the outside, too. I mean, they did make a couple of serious changes on the inside. Well, yeah, they so they... They added more pre-stored frequencies, mm-hmm. which, again, they're programmed the same way as the 3230s out of the box. They just they added their additional frequencies to the radio. Um, and I believe more QT and DQT mm-hmm. codes as well, uh, PL tones. Um, I think the screen may be a little bit brighter with the light. Um, it was kind of hard for me to tell when I was... When you're old, your eyes are bad. Um. They say that the um, speaker in the radio is exactly the same as in a 3230, but it's going to sound a little louder because they changed the shape of the grill on the front of the radio. So it allows more sound to come out. So it's going to seem like a louder radio, even though the output um, power of the speaker is the same. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, They also fixed a weird... I would call a kind of a bug with the 3230, whereas uh, you were not able to assign a privacy code to a channel independently. Like, for example, channel one and channel two had to be the same QT code or uh, PL tone or privacy code, whatever you you call it. Yeah, it was the same across the board no matter what you, you, you put in it. Right. Now with the 3230DX, you can assign each channel to an individual privacy code what i do like about this radio especially is is they kept a lot of the same accessories uh the battery's the same as your 3230s uh the belt clip's the same uh the accessories as far as earpieces they they will will use the same earpieces um i think that's very important to getting it accepted into the market but overall, what do you think of the new 3230DX? And we've, we've done a blog post on it. We've done a video. You can watch the video. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Anthony? I feel better now that we've actually seen it and, and held it. And Because sometimes when you get new models out, it can, the transition from you know whatever the case may be. We ran into it with Vertex last year. We yeah. changed from one style battery to everything is now going to a, a universal battery. And it... It ruffled some feathers, and you know, Cost eventually, people, eventually people got you know accepted it, you know. But getting it in here, it's it's. I mean, I think the best way to describe it is it, it went and got a facelift, um, added a few little improvements and and uh, or, or little features. Um, I think the customer, the end user, is the one that's going to appreciate it. Basically, being like the the thirty two thirty as far as usability and nobody wants to learn how to use a new radio Mm -hmm. you know if somebody's we've got customers that have hundreds of these in their fleet and they don't want to have to train somebody to use a new radio um or have to worry about it uh some kind of weird migration yeah they want to they want to order a radio receive the radio put the radio together and start using it they don't want to have to change a bunch of things and and worry about uh, yeah. this and that so when you've got a successful model like the tk3230 what it doesn't make any sense to get rid of it and, and force yeah. people to change no. that's like uh 
Why and mess with success? Didn't Coke <laughs> try that with their uh, original recipe a few years ago? Yeah, I, I, so. don't, I don't think it worked out too well for them. I think the biggest th- um, you know, plus out of this new model is the price is staying the same. Yeah. They, a lot of times when we see a new model rolled out, and this is with anything. Yeah, it's kind know, of an excuse TV, to get a cell phone, whatever. Well, let's let's mark it up a little bit. But Kenwood stuck to the hundred and sixty four dollar uh, price, which again goes back to the customers don't want to see change. You, you know, yep. they're going to go. You know, if they would have raised this radio up to one hundred eighty four dollars, they go, well, okay, so I'm getting twenty extra frequencies. And some bigger buttons for twenty dollars more. It's kind of you know. Yeah, they're going to weigh the taste odd, of people's you know, mouth. You know, yeah. so they're going to um, weigh it and say, "Is this really worth the twenty extra?" Kudos channels? to the Kenwood for keeping it the uh, keeping it the same. Hey, they know they've got a good thing. All right. Well, we've got some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Um, let's go ahead and and start off with these. The first one is from Mike, and he says, I have a question about wear and tear on two-way radios. I use a mic slash cord on our two-way radios, and whenever I sit down and put the radio on the charger, I unplug the mic slash cord attachment because I don't like taking it off my vest. Is this a bad practice? Does that cause wear and tear to the port where the cord plugs in? And that's from Mike. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have too big of an issue with the port where the plug pulls in. What you've got to be careful of is the way you're pulling that um, plug out of the radio. Like it can be bad for your earpiece mm-hmm. if you're pulling on the wire or pulling on it at such a way that it, it's um, pulling at an angle because you, you can kind of rip the wires out of the connector part on the earpiece. Um, but uh, I wouldn't really worry about uh, wear and tear on the connector port on the radio itself. I think they're designed to really take a lot of yeah. insertion and removal um, exactly. Just over time. It's, be sure you, you grip that wire as close to the pins as you can. And don't do too forcefully because, it, I mean, you can break something. If you shove it in there or pull it out too forcefully, you can damage something yeah, over and, time. Yeah, you know, be sure you're going straight in and out, not at an angle, that kind of thing. All right, and uh, this one comes from uh, Gersher. And uh, he says, hello, I drive a truck and I used to have a Kenwood radio with more than sufficient coverage. Now I just got a Motorola XPR 6550 two-way radio handheld, but it doesn't have enough coverage. So my question is that is there any way I can connect my handheld radio with a truck antenna? Is it possible somehow? And that's from Gersher. Absolutely. That should be just a probably an, an SMA style connector but get an adapter and and uh remove your your antenna that's Mm -hmm. your rubber ducky antenna that's on there and and stick a magnum out on the outside it's definitely going to help i mean it's not going to have the same output wattage wise as your your mobile radio because it's probably 45 or 50 watts compared to a four or five watt handheld that's true but the plus is is your antennas outside. Yes. You're not trying to get through all that sheet metal and glass that's on the the vehicle. Um, you'd be surprised how much more range you can get by adding that uh, that antenna. Uh, I mean, another option is also to go to a, um, a window mount. We we sell yeah, one that slides over option. the yeah. slides over the you know roll the window down a little bit, put this uh, window clip over the 
the window and roll it up and you've got a you could even use your rubber ducky on that and it uh you know you see a big difference in, in the range on that as well probably yeah, still not going to do as well as the mobile but uh it's going to be better than using the traditional rubber ducky inside the cab of the truck well i can verify that what you just said too because i've i've done that quite a bit i have a window mount and, and uh that i've used on my car and uh just unscrew the antenna from the radio stick that on the the uh, window mount and plug into the radio and uh yeah the the uh range is considerably better i did a video um i don't know a couple of years ago showing how to connect a tram 1185 antenna to a baofeng uv5r mm-hmm. radio yep. so uh while your connector may be different you know, you'll have to look at the connector on your your antenna connector on your radio maybe an sma male or female and uh, which could be different than the Baofeng radio in that video. Uh, so you may need a different adapter, but watch that video. It'll give you an idea of how um, the process would work. And if you need information on the uh, different adapters and connectors on these radios, we have uh, an antenna connector chart at buy2wayradios.com that you can reference with, with pictures. Yeah, it's pictures so, of each connector, and yeah. you, know, you can kind of match it up to your radio and see what you've got and what you need. All right. All right, well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2waywradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, Google Play Music, or Stitcher Radio. All right, well, I guess that does it for our episode this week. Uh, before we go, any other final thoughts? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.